Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. Our discussion today focuses on business succession planning and how business owners can create a legacy of influence. Here is the president of Macmillan Estate Planning, Sherry Macmillan, in conversation with accountant and business advisor, Warren Kreps. Well, I'm always delighted to explore the topic of business succession, Warren, because it's a very timely topic. Many people in our uh community today are looking forward to retirement and they're looking to exit their businesses and they've built a lot of heart into those businesses and have a a strong desire to see that legacy carry forward and I know you have a lot of experience in this arena and you also have uh, strong opinions on how it can and should be done so do you want to start exploring that with us today? Yeah a business is, is really unique in terms of the structure that a business has if you were to compare it to a, a family, and in a family you hope to have a leader, mom and dad become grandma and grandpa, and the members of that family look to that leadership. But a business can have that kind of leadership, but in addition to what a family has, a business can actually have a, a structure, a documented plan, and an ability for the leaders of that business organization to have a strategy and a plan to succeed that to the next generation of employees, those that want to carry the business forward. So when we look at a business, we really want to identify that a business has key characteristics that make it possible, give it that opportunity to be successful in the long run. Now those characteristics, Warren, obviously are needing to be downchained to the key people. Um, How do you see that happening and where are the characteristics? Well, the characteristics that a successful business has, one, every business has a structure. So there is a system of governance that you have. We've got uh, bylaws in the company. We have, often we'll have shareholder agreements that help everyone that's part of it understand how things are to be played out when people enter the business, when people exit the business. So we have a lot of structure, that helps. But more important for businesses to be successful is we've got an environment for success. So in a business, your environment, I would say consists of three things. An environment for success, number one, you've gotta have your successful business model the system that has made you successful to this point. And every business is unique in what that system is, but you have to have that, number one. Number two, what makes a business uh, unique is that you've got a loyal customer base. Your clients are so loyal to you because of your ability to serve them in the past. And so that loyal base is really an audience for your business to work with and influence for the future. And the third thing that a business has is it has that employee group, those people underneath that they're there to work, they're there to provide value, but more than that, they have a desire to lead and to grow and to become what you as the business leader currently are. And so when you have those three things, you've got this incredible potential for your business to be successful and leave a legacy long after the original founder has exited 
from the entity. Now, we're in the great part about your story is you've done exactly that. You came into your CA practice um, to uh, protege and mentor under the original business owner. And I think your story is worth a conversation because it's a great example of how leadership down chains. Yeah, it's, it's a good example, certainly something that I learned from and had the ability to use on occasion with clients as well. If it worked for me, it can work for others. And it always starts with a good leader and someone who's willing to follow. And if you can allow your organization to provide for that, and then primarily with that, take the opportunity in terms of providing a lot of time and making a lot of communication, that's probably the two main ingredients that once you've found that you have a system or an opportunity to be successful, you really need to add time and to add communication. And that's going to be the key to that succession. So can you share some ideas on how you actually employ that with your own team and your group? Yeah, we we spend a lot of time in small groups. What I've had to do is really identify people within our organization who really have a desire to be leaders. And uh, we do have good leaders or people that are interested in more than just doing a good job today. They're looking to be leaders in the future. And when you have people like that, you really need to take the time to include them in your decision-making, the process that you go through in making decisions. And so that involves, rather than just sitting down yourself and analyzing a certain situation and making a decision, you stop, invite others, into the discussion, into the process, have a discussion, and then really allow those leaders to help to come to those conclusions as to what the next step is. And I know you do that on a weekly basis, if I understand correctly. Yeah, it's usually the, within a week, definitely every month. And then within smaller groups, it's, it's at least weekly that we are in communication and talking about some of the decisions that we need to make as leaders. And when we have those discussions, we're really not talking in technical language. We're very much talking in terms of the values and the big picture of the organization. And that comes through in almost every conversation that we have. Some of the values that we carry in our organization, uh, I would suggest would be commitment and loyalty and with our group, we carry those values into those discussions. So when we start with a problem, we're talking about the commitment that we have and the loyalty we have to the problems that our clients face. And that creates the foundation for how we're going to tackle this particular problem, which does involve some technical thinking. But we're first talking about why we're doing it and how important it is to the client. Have you, in your experience, Warren, um, concluded that this is the most important facet to a business in the down chain? Well, if you care about the business being successful after you're gone, then yes, absolutely. Some businesses, there isn't an intent to carry on. It's intended to pay the bills, provide good service while we're here, and then more or less dissipate, and hopefully those happy clients and customers are fortunate enough to find someone else that can do that. But what we don't see enough of is 
people planning for their business to be there after that founder has left. And that's a massive opportunity. We've talked before about the statistics in terms of how few small businesses are successful after the first generation has been successful. And I don't know if you recall, would it be one in three businesses that are fortunate enough to be successful in the second generation? And when I hear that statistic, I think that's actually a fairly positive number if you consider how few businesses are actually actively planning for succession. I think you find that there's a lot of bright, uh, active people that are making businesses successful, even in spite of a lack of planning or forethought into how we're going to be successful. And the, the truth is, is that if we spent more time planning, thinking forward of how our business is going to be successful, what we want our organization to be in 10 years, who we want to work with, and three, what are they going to need in order to be successful after we've left that business? Now, I think you have coined a phrase uh, quite frequently within our, our realm, and I, I really love the phrase that you always share, and that's the legacy of influence and how you view a business as that. And I would suggest that families that have the desire to see their business carry forward after their passing or when they retire uh, really have that strong desire, don't they? Yes, all of our businesses, the clients that I've worked with, they've put so much of their own identity into the work that they do, into the organization that they've built. And frequently those are based on values that they have. So honesty, hard work, common sense, those are all good values that many of their customers and clients have appreciated that they've seen it in the work and the service and they're forever loyal to that organization for what it's provided. And so the business has this opportunity to carry on those values, which they not only influence the clients and the folks that use the service, they influence the employees, the future leaders of the organization. That provides them with a template for how to be successful. And what I think makes a business very unique is that Often we talk about values and we're using words and words are one thing, but actions are another. And in the business world, actions are what matter and words aren't. So when we see a business that is acting on values and providing valuable service and being profitable and successful because of those values, that is where you give evidence and that's where a true influence lies. Sherry McMillan and Warren Kreps will be back after this break with more helpful insights. This is The Strong Room. <laughs> 